Hey everybody, it's Daphne from Laura Entertainment. We are sitting down with guitar legend, Mr. West Beach. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> Surprisingly good. The weather's not that bad. There's no snow on the ground, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Ah, just uh, writing songs and uh, working and keeping busy. Just not enough hours in the day for me. You're right about that. <laughs> my direction either i'm telling you it always feels like by the time you get anything done it's probably one two in the morning and then oh, that's, that's usually when i get up really that's yeah early. 12 30 one o'clock wow so you're like an afternoon sleeper not really i'm not like a non-sleeper <laughs> i'll take a nap uh about eight o'clock at night maybe for a couple hours and then uh, i'll try and go to bed and not much sleep so what, what are you working on? I mean, can you talk about the song? Is there a non-disclosure? Or... Oh, no. I, <laughs> I just recorded a song with a guy named Bloody Mess. And the name of the song is Wax Fruit. And you can check it out. It's on YouTube. And it's a really cool kind of a pop punk rocker. And it's a very timely message. Timely? <laughs> very, very timely. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Mess. That's an interesting name. How... Yeah, he's been around for a while. I mean... Uh, this, uh, he just put out a CD called Dark Days Unfazed, and he invited me to play, uh, contribute a song to it. So I played the guitar, played the bass, and I enlisted uh, ex-plasmatic strummer T.C. Tolliver to play on it. And it uh, came out really good. It's getting a lot of attention right now. Wow. How long fact, have you been playing? Uh, well, oh, long time. <laughs> Longer <laughs> than I can to remember. But uh, in fact, I'm doing an interview on his radio show tonight called The Church of Rock that after are they gonna go live or is he gonna record it uh he's gonna record it record same um, yeah right. it's easier that way i when you i've noticed i started to go live i think it was maybe two times and both times the audio was shit because no. you could hear it bounce you know the echoes and then there was delays and i just cut it you know, I jumped this out of there and I was like, we're just going to have to record it. Right. right. Sometimes that's the best way to go. It is. It is. I really think it is. Seriously. So tell us about touring. I mean, you going to go on tour with these with these guys? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to go on tour. It's just uh, it's just kind of a one off thing. But uh, he wants to do some more recording. And uh, we're thinking about maybe doing an EP of some uh, plasmatic songs and a couple more original songs. So that, that'll be pretty cool. You're going to re-release some well, of the no, that, that would be a new release, some new recordings. There you go. There you go. That's yeah, actually, awesome. the uh, Plasmatics catalog is available at uh, plasmatics.com. So there's kind of a shameless plug there. I wish I've known about that. You know what? I can put that. I'll add that to your page when I put this up. Sure, sure. And uh, you can tell any of your listeners if they're interested in getting something and they want an autograph, just put a note in the comments section. And I'd be happy to autograph it for him. I know one person in particular that probably would. They they would be on on top of that, and that's Bobby Bobby Lay, because he he loves punk bands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll probably Ooh. have to send you a note. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so tell us about you know some of the things you've done in your career. Well, quite a few. Uh, you know, I was in a band before the Plasmatics called The Accidents, and we kind of toiled around CBGBs, and we got some uh, 
airplay on the a late night news program on punk rock. And we toiled around for a while in the early stages at CBGB's and Max's Kansas City, which was really cool. And then that band kind of dissolved and everybody went into bigger and better bands. Yeah. And uh, I saw Ned in the Village Voice looking for the world's fastest rhythm guitar player. And of course, that was my forte. Yeah. So I answered it and it turned out it was the Plasmatics. The woman. Tell us about Stacy. What was it like working with her? Because uh, I know she's done some crazy shit, man. <laughs> uh, you mean Wendy? Wendy O. Williams? Is that her? Her? Why did I call her Stacy? I, I don't know. Yeah, Wendy O. Williams. I don't know. <laughs> she, she was incredible. In fact, uh, the first time I met her was in her loft where she lived in lower Manhattan and where we had a rehearsal space. And when I met her, she was in a bathtub in the middle of their uh, kitchen, completely naked and uh, she just looked at me and she says, oh, you must be Wes, the new guitar player. I, she says, I'm Wendy. And I looked at her and I says, oh, well, nice to meet you, Wendy. And that was kind of the start of a pretty incredible uh, run. Butt-ass naked, huh? Yeah, com completely. <laughs> and that was Wendy. She was just such a such a great person. She was uh, she was like a sister to us. You know, she she watched over the rest of the band. She pushed us and uh, she was she was really fabulous. And uh, I knew. Michael Givens told me a story about her. Um, I guess she showed up at the show from a helicopter and was chasing a school bus. Is that correct? You can tell me about that. Oh, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that was the promotional video we did for a song called The Damned off our coup d'etat album. And we filmed that out in the Arizona desert. And what she did was she uh, got up on a school. She drove a school bus down the desert. Then she uh, climbed up on the roof of the school bus. And as the school bus ran into a wall of TVs, she jumped off and the TVs and school bus blew up. Holy shit. Uh, we wow. never did anything small. Everything we ever did was really big. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> we, we used to blow up cars on stage and, uh, you know, nobody does stuff like that anymore. No. I don't I don't even think most cities would probably allow that anymore. They're no fun. And most cities didn't really allow it then. But what we would do was our our uh, road manager would take the local fire marshals and the uh, officials out for for lunch before the show and tell them that, you know, everything was controlled and we knew what we were doing. And it was just like <laughs> a show. And of course, we didn't. And, uh, you know, everything was by the seat of our pants. That is funny. Lied to him. Oh, we're just going to blow some shit up. It's okay. <laughs> right, exactly. And we sure did. Be on standby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what we was just talking about a minute ago, um, Kiss. You toured with Kiss. Yeah, we toured with Kiss. Uh, when we recorded our coup d'etat album, that was uh, done for Capitol Records, and we did that in Germany with the Scorpions producer, Dieter Dirks, and there was talk about us doing a uh, arena tour. So we were thinking bands like uh, Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, something like that. Yeah. And they came, and uh, Kiss was doing the Creatures of the Night tour, which was their uh, last tour with makeup. And they weren't selling uh, seats. They had been kind of on the decline for a while. So they were looking to fill some more seats. So they invited us to open for them. That's awesome. Because we help, we help sell, you know, two or 3,000 uh, tickets a night. Have they ever toured without makeup? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, after after that tour, they took the makeup off for a while. Yeah, I know. I think, God, how how many years ago was that? I know I'd went. It was either before I had my daughter, well, my last child, or after. And I know they had makeup there because they played. Um, oh my God, what the hell is the name of the stadium here? Riverfront, Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. going there. Yeah, they took the makeup off for a while, and then when they did their reunion tour, they put the makeup back on uh, till the end. So, so are you going to tour at all moving forward, or are you just kind of done with that? I'm probably done with it. You know, my uh, getting along in years, and uh, <laughs> just physically not the the same as I was. I had a car accident a few, uh, about 15 years ago, broke my knee, so I can't. Uh, Wow. Move around as much as I used to. So But you can still play though, right? Still play, right. <laughs> I, I still enjoy playing, still write music and make That's some awesome. noise. So the new guys, I mean, when um if they asked you to go to a show, maybe do a cameo, you're gonna be up for that? Well, sure. I mean, I'd I'd be available for that. There you go. Yeah, give it a little bit. I don't right. see, you know, musicians kind of have it hard. I mean, in the movie industry, you can kind of go, you know, for a month, you're there or two. But touring, I mean, I know so many musicians. My dad was a musician. All my friends are musicians. And it's just like they go on these tours and they are gone for half over half the damn year. Oh, it's sure. Yeah. It's it's really grueling. You know, I don't know if people realize how hard it is. Yeah. And we used to we used to rehearse all the time. I mean, we were constantly and we were, our schedule was every other day of rehearsals, usually from uh, six to ten at night and all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And I did that for years. Yeah. Wendy would push us and she was uh, incredible. Yeah. She had so much energy and stamina. I mean, she would jog uh, five, six miles a day. And we, we would rehearse, uh, uh, every, you know, if our rehearsals were, we'd run through our set like it was a live show with the same uh, intensity and energy level. Yeah. So we'd finish the set, we'd be sweating and, you know, panning for air. Wendy would look at us <laughs> and she said, she'd she say, oh, let's do it again. And, <laughs> well, we, and we couldn't say no. So, so we'd do it again. Suck it up, buttercup. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. So it was a lot of work involved, took a lot of time. Wow. But it was well worth it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're doing something you love, blowing shit up. Right. Hot, mm -hmm. hot naked girl, half, you know. Half <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Score. Right. Oh, hey, there was there was one show we did in uh, California and it wasn't announced. And we just we just played. They just announced it that evening. And uh, Wendy comes out on stage and they said uh, absolutely no cameras. And she was completely nude. That oh, was wow. the first and only time she ever did that. It was it was quite quite something. And she didn't tell us about it. It was a surprise to us. <laughs> <laughs> what is the craziest thing? I know you musicians got crazy stories. I know that. I want to hear some crazy stories about some stuff that you guys have done. Well, they're all pretty <laughs> crazy. I mean, every every show was wild. We used to do this thing that uh, we called the chicken gag, where we would have cages uh, of chickens up on the ceiling of the clubs. And oh, wow. uh, at a certain point in the show, Wendy would take a shotgun, shoot at the ceiling, and the cages would open up, and all these chickens would be running around on the stage and 
road crew would be out corralling him and catching him, and it was pretty wild. <laughs> Damn, that's a good shot. Yeah, to shoot yeah. them. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. And then she'd also have uh, they'd rig up these bags of flour on the ceiling as well. She'd shoot the shotgun at the flour bags, and then they'd open up and cover the front row with uh, flour. So everybody in the front row would be white and covered in flour. <laughs> Is that what some of those pictures are on your page where you guys are all like really, really white? It could yeah. be. It could be. <laughs> and then uh, we used to have these flower pots on the stage. And at various points in the show, Wendy would smash the flower pots on the stage and then she'd take the dirt and throw it at the people in the front row and put dirt on herself. And, <laughs> you know, if you went to a plasmatic show with something. Oh, hell yeah. It sounds like that'd be one of the shows. Yeah, I would go to. I like seeing crazy shit because there are a, a lot of musicians, you know, I've been to a lot of concerts where some of it's just boring. And I think, you know, as far as. I didn't get to see you guys play, but one of the craziest shows that I've been to, and I love their music, Rob Zombie. Oh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, his he, shows are great. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. He puts on the craziest, wildest sh shit on mm -hmm. his shows, man. Mm -hmm. I can dig it. I really... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's got some great songs, too. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and, I mean... um. I don't understand how them people walk with them suits. Those real tall mm -hmm. back and forth. I would fall <laughs> and probably take everybody down. That would be right there wearing uh -huh. one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I always wanted to, wanted to do is maybe get some stilts and try and walk on stilts and play, but uh, never, never did. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't taking that chance, was you? No, no. <laughs> I hear you. Good God, man. Well, when, so, we recorded, when we recorded our first album for Stiff Records, we were going over to England to do a show. And we were playing the Hammersmith Odeon. It was sold out. Yeah. So the Greater London Council came to see us because we were going to blow up a car on stage. So they wanted to see um, how this was going to go down because they were worried about, you know, explosions and things like yeah. that. So our pyro guy took them out side and blew up a, a car outside not the one we were going to blow inside so they saw that and they said okay no way you guys can't blow up a car in the hammersmith odeon so he says well we'll put the charges in the car and we'll just you know knock the doors off we want we want set them off or you know we'll make it look like it's blowing up they said no and then wendy is one of the finales of the show she chainsaws a guitar in half and they said no you can't chainsaw the guitar because they were worried about the uh chain breaking from the song going out into the audience and you know causing some harm now this is something we had done across the country with blown up cars and cities all across the country she's chainsaw a guitar at every show we ever played with no no problem no mishaps and uh, nobody got hurt yeah. but they said no so our manager said okay well how about if we take the audience we put everybody up in the balcony so that nobody could get hurt with the chainsaw and again the greater london council they said no so end result was uh, the show was banned and we didn't get to play, even though it was sold out. So that was a very major disappointment. And, you know, we had been in England for two weeks rehearsing and getting ready, doing publicity. So, wow. so that was really a tough blow. So we went back to New York and uh, kind of as a show to, to the fans and to make up for it, 
we built a stage on the end of a pier in uh, lower Manhattan. And uh, the stage was filled with explosives. So we came out, uh, we came by helicopter, brought us uh, to this area. And uh, Wendy got into a Cadillac, drove the Cadillac towards the stage. And we ran off the stage, Cadillac ran into the stage, blew up. The whole stage blew up and the Cadillac ended up in East River. So that was quite a spectacular show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> London, get your shit in order. If they wanted to right. blow something up, you should have let them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's all, those sound like fun shows. I don't... London, I don't know, out there in that area, it's beautiful, don't get me wrong, but damn, you know, they don't even let their police office, you know, the officers carry guns. Right. What is right. that? And what are they going to do? <laughs> everything closes down at like midnight, and it's really, really something. Really? But the whole thing, the whole thing about it was that uh, punk rock at that time, it was 1980, and uh, yeah. it was starting to die down, and they were afraid that we were going to incite the people and bring back uh, punk and Good Lord. <laughs> so everything closes over there at 12? It did early. when we were over there. Yeah, everything closed early. And... Wow. That's boring. I'd be uh, Exactly. That's usually when I would go out. At right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, as if you're an American and you're touring over there in London, you know, and all those places, you're going to want to see everything. And the best time also would probably be go at night. Because mm -hmm. the clubs and everything that's going on over there. So for them to shut down early, they, I don't know if they realize that you guys are losing a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. What is the prettiest place you've been? Uh, I really have a fondness for Germany. I just think that the countryside is beautiful, lush and green. And I've been through the Black Forest and toured Germany on a number of occasions with my post-plasmatics band, Shock Therapy. And we toured there with the plasmatics. We played uh, Berlin, Hamburg. Uh, we, wow. did, uh, um, we did the uh, Music Laden uh, TV show there in uh, Bremen. Wow. We had really good time, really good crowds. My son was stationed over there in Germany, and he, he sent me a bunch of pictures, and it did look beautiful. But he ended up getting robbed. <laughs> well, that's somebody, no good. somebody stole his wallet wow. <laughs> like man don't you need your id oh no i'm in the military it doesn't matter you're that's still true. gonna need your id eventually <laughs> right right and we toured europe and we saw a lot of a lot of beautiful countries i mean france was really nice and uh, italy oh my home yeah i'm i'm italian and indian my family is kind of from uh sicily Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm a mean woman. <laughs> <laughs> Two different types of Indian and Italian. I am a mean person. No, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty friendly till you set that alarm up. But Italy is a place I have been dying to go. I'm actually trying to get dual citizenship. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I've been working on that. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> it, was, it was nice. We stayed at a, at a hotel that was just down the street from the Coliseum. So we could walk down and... Uh, oh check out the coliseum i mean the food was great you should have played a show at the coliseum and asked them if you could have blew something up in the middle of the coliseum <laughs> i don't think that would have gotten over too good <laughs> that would have been a good idea right there uh -huh. <laughs> so what is the longest you've been on tour for 
Well, we we didn't really tour for long amounts of times, probably a uh, couple months, maybe two and a half months. But we did some things Not too where bad. we'd, we'd tour across the country, then we'd come back, then we went over to Europe for a few weeks, and then we'd come back. And it was always, you know, the, the cycle of touring and then working on new material and recording and then touring and coming back and working on new material. It's always the same. <laughs> right, right. Same, same cycle. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, they think, you know, the industry... They they don't understand. Yeah, you have to love to do what you're doing, but it's also a job, you know. Right. Oh, it's def definitely a job. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's hard work, and it's uh, you know, it's real, real dedication. You have to dedicate yourself, especially if you're a musician, because you're always pushing yourself. Yeah. And that was a nice thing I liked with the Plasmatics is we started out as a punk rock band, and we kept kept working at it and we kept getting better and better. And when, when we became like more of a heavy metal type band, but we never thought of ourselves as a punk rock band or a heavy metal band. We just thought of ourselves as a rock band. And, you know, those were tags that the journalists would put on us. Of course, mainstream media. Gotta love it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the media, have they ever written anything about you that, you you know you didn't really want out there or you know made up back then oh, of course of course uh, i was talking to you about that chicken gag with the chickens mm -hmm. there was a journalist in texas who said that we were killing chickens now wendy is the biggest animal lover there was on the planet i mean she loved animals and we took care of the chickens and actually what we would do is we would rent them from the slaughterhouse take them out on a tour and they'd be the stars of the show for a brief time and then would take them back. And of course they would be slaughtered and sold. So we actually uh, gave them a rescue for a brief time. But this journalist said that, you know, we were killing chickens and raised up the stink and wrote a big article in the local newspaper and it got a lot of attention. And uh, as yeah. a result, uh, we, we had to curtail that and we never did it again. They ruined shit. They think, I mean, I, that's why I do the interviews I do because I won't censor anybody. That's what I told you before, you know, in the beginning, mm -hmm. well, not today, but a couple of days ago, I won't. And, and the reason why, you know, because say you're on Facebook and then they see something and then they're going to remove it. The good thing about this is my shit is on Google. <laughs> Good luck to you. All you're seeing is a link. <laughs> you know, uh, right. <laughs> you don't even know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> I prefer it that way. And I don't I don't edit anything that anybody talks about in these segments because yeah. why, you know, and it's actually coming out of that person's mouth and mainstream media can't spin it. You know, All right. I don't really care for the mainstream media too much. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. I really don't. They're so full of shit anymore. <laughs> I mean, that was always our uh, motto, fight the status quo. And Wendy would always, she always used to say, you know, we would draw a line in the sand and then we would step over that line. And that was the plasmatics, you know. We always pushed the envelope and we... Uh, we, are, you know, we were all for free speech and anarchy, basically. That's the way it should be. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. not as far as too much anarchy, you know, but I mean, as far as the free, the free speech and all of that, I believe, you know, people, 
people should say, and that's actually, I put that in my credits, people come in this so they don't get ridiculed by mainstream media. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's not right. And that's why a lot of people don't really want to do interviews because they spin it. So who the hell wants to do an interview when they're just going to spin it whatever way they want to spin it anyway? Mm -hmm. They'd rather just not do the damn interview, (laughs) which kind of sucks for fans. You know, even in both industries, it really does suck for fans because they want to hear what the people have to say. But then when they finally get that interview, they turn it into some other shit. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know. I don't get it. (laughs) But, you know, in in the music business, uh, bad press is just as good as good press. (laughs) Get your name out there. That'd probably be the fastest way to get a name out there, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Chickens blown up in arena. (laughs) There you go. There's your headline. (laughs) (laughs) So besides bass and guitar, can you play any other instruments? Well, I was a trained saxophone player and I took saxophone lessons all through uh, elementary school and high school and college. I did too. (laughs) I was in the marching band in college marching band so you mm-hmm. went from marching bands to explosions right, right. yeah i love it first, you know the first first real professional band i was in i played saxophone in but you know i was always in the back and the sax player didn't get all the girls so i saw you know <laughs> i decided i'd switch to guitar try my luck Yep. And I know about guitar players. Trust me. My, like I said, my dad was one and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, back then they asked me, they were like, you date musicians? Nope. <laughs> it's nothing personal towards musicians because they're all my friends and I love them to death, but I know how you guys are. <laughs> I watched my dad. <laughs> he was a hoe. <laughs> and he probably didn't watch it at date magicians anyway. Well, you know what? What he mattered didn't really matter too much to me back then, you know? Uh, (laughs) But I learned a lot from seeing him. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he played with uh, Bobby Mackey. You've heard of Bobby Mackey's Music World? No. no, They do a lot of ghost hunting there now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. um, It's been on, like, those paranormal shows. Bobby, I know Bobby and Gary, his brother Gary and his wife. um, But he would always go and play there. It's haunted really Hmm. cool place actually really but i mean i just watched from him hoeing around i'm like yeah musicians aren't going to be a good idea for me (laughs) (laughs) no offense to anybody (laughs) Uh so have you been married have you been with anybody like oh i'm married yeah i've been married for over 30 years i have two kids got a 26 year old daughter 23 year old son there you go so are they playing any bands they sing in? No, no. They they like music, but they're more into video games and computers. What is the deal with that, man? I don't know. <laughs> 24-7, both oh, of them. Oh, my God. I just want to rip the video game out of my daughter's hand sometimes because it's so friggin' annoying. You know what I mean? I'm like, good God, I can't stand them. I'm not a gamer. Uh, no, I mean, I don't have time. I'd like to. I just don't have the time. I wouldn't, even if I did have the time. And but, but amazingly enough, both my kids are, are really into music. They know a lot of music. My daughter especially is into all kinds of uh, this K-pop stuff now and Japanese anime music, things like that. And uh, 
Yeah. They were both great at Guitar Hero when that first came out. <laughs> they ever try to pick up a regular guitar? Um, not really. My daughter dabbled with keyboards and uh, my son uh, played a little electronic drums briefly, but that's about it. I did um the keyboards. I love listening to like piano stuff. Um, but my dad, because he was pretty fast too. I mean, probably nowhere near, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he would go so fast. He picked a guitar like a banjo and he would just move. And mm -hmm. I asked him one day, I was like, dad, I was like, will you show me how to play? I'd like to learn a little bit, you know, or at least learn. And he just started going so fast. <laughs> and I'm like, can you please slow down and, you know, slow the fuck down? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, start. And he couldn't. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I don't even want to <laughs> learn. <laughs> and then I tried it again. It was probably a year later. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. do you think you can slow down this time? I don't know. I don't think he had another gear. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not even worried about it anymore. I'm good. <laughs> but I love sitting there and just listening uh -huh. to them play. Any Anybody, anybody that plays. I even have my little nephew come over here with this guitar. I'm like, bring your guitar. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it's good to listen to. I like it. Right. Well, these days there's so many tools for you on the internet. I mean, anybody can learn guitar. And I was in music retail for a number of years. And I would tell everybody, you know, anybody can learn guitar. You all, everybody learns at their own pace. So don't, you know, some people pick it up real fast. I'm real slow. I mean, myself, I was kind of a slow. Took me a long time to get going. I'd probably be 75 before I actually learned. <laughs> 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 They'd be like, um, yeah. You got to leave so the nursing much, home. There's so much on YouTube now. It's just amazing. Back, you know, back in the old days, I used to play along with records and stuff. And then that was hard to do. My daughter learns because I knew a little bit on the keyboard and I still, she actually, she jacked my keyboard from me. She's got it in her room. And um, I heard her because I'd got out of the shower and I thought I was hearing a Lincoln Park. Well, it wasn't Lincoln Park. It was Fort Minor, basically a song. And I could have swore that's what I was hearing. So I didn't know if it was the radio or if it was her. And then I come to the bottom of the stairs and I was like, Cadence. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, are you playing Fort Minor? She goes, yeah, I learned 10 songs on YouTube today. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> her name, that's the one I said was named after the band Kiss. Cadence uh, Kiss is oh, her that's a nice name. name. Very pretty. Well, yeah, I mean... It is what it is. I gave up mm -hmm. the debate. I was like, I picked the first name. You can pick the middle name. And I was happy with Cadence. And he was like, well, let's just name our kiss. Because that's <laughs> tattooed on his arm on his freaking motorcycle. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not even going to try to win this war. So that's what we call <laughs> Cadence Kiss. <laughs> but we always mess with her, you know, as far as her name. But I mean, just learning that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. it, so hard and the way she picked it up i just couldn't believe it like it blew my mind man yeah some people just have a natural affinity for music and talent yeah, yeah. so yeah. what advice do you have for people jumping into this industry well do your homework uh practice be on time always play in tune <laughs> yeah. and get a good education because you might need something to fall back on 
You hear that? You can't always rely on music (laughs) 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 to pay the bills anyway. (laughs) That's right. But do you know anybody who does like really good training for people that would be interested in that? Or is it pretty much search your local area? Yeah, pretty much search your local area, but they're out there. There's some great instructors out there and, uh, you know, go to local music stores. Uh, A lot of times they give lessons or they can recommend somebody for lessons. And like I said, on uh, YouTube, there's just so much information, so many tutorials, so many things. I mean, I watch it all the time and pick up things. What about on the business end? Well, on the business end, you really got to be careful. Um, You know, get a good music lawyer. And if you get any contracts, you know, go over them carefully and go over them with an attorney. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, in this industry, well, either industry, you're not always going to make it. So no, of course. Of you course have not. to be prepared for that, you right. know. And, but, you know, if if you love it, uh, do it. And, uh, you know, that's the way it, that was always my approach. I did it because I love music. I love performing. Yeah, I love meeting the fans. I mean, I was never in it for the money. If I was in it for the money, I would have been long gone. That is the big topic. And that's another thing, you know, that we bring up a lot in these because a lot of people, they just want to do stuff. Oh, get the girls. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to get famous. I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, because sometimes it's not always going to work like that. If you don't like what you're doing, you know, chances are you're not going to succeed. You right. need to be doing it for the right reasons if you really want to succeed. Because if you're doing it for the wrong ones, you're not going to succeed. Exactly. And these days, you know, the music industry has changed so much. You know, there's no no tour support like they used to be. There's no uh, record support like they used to be. And these days, you can do a lot yourself. You know, you can press your own records or your own CDs. You can sell them. Yeah. You know, streaming services pay you nothing. You know, I hate why you get a million, million hits and you got, you know, quarter. See, I can't. That sucks because, I mean, a a friend of mine, I'd had this conversation previously and I asked him, I was like, you know, sometimes is it really worth it? And he told me he was like, well, I made sixty five thousand dollars the one year. I'm like. I made more than that when I had my painting business. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, I was like, but then you're away from your family for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, is it really worth it? You know, I get, couldn't Mm -hmm. you do another portion of the music industry? You know, I used to get, I used to get uh, fans all the time. We would think, you know, we'd be on the road. I'd be talking to them and they'd think we were making hundreds of thousands of dollars when, you know, we were barely surviving, you know, would make uh, few hundred dollars and that was about it but you're playing these sold out shows and you know it's all all the uh people see up on stage and it's the perception but uh, the reality is far different yeah <laughs> that's in both industry <laughs> but, but like i said you know i love to do it so and i still Training's love taking it. it over though that's why right definitely has yeah and i mean i believe if somebody, if they're making millions, well, more than that, damn, billions, mm-hmm. you know, from all the artists. And that's why everybody was, you know, on strike for that period of time because of the streaming. 
And I guess they've reached, you know, it's over. They've reached agreements. But is it really good enough? Right, right. You know, fans make money uh, with merchandise and, you know, selling their T-shirts and yeah, things like that. It's Ticket sales, right? From the tours, you guys, musicians get pretty good chunk of change from the ticket sales, right? I mean, I get, that, you get a couple. Yeah, you get, you get money from that, but a lot of that money goes to pay the expenses. Yeah. I mean, we used to, I was in the band for probably two years before I saw a dime because every, every dollar we made was poured back into the band for recording, for the stage shows, for touring, for, you know, paying the crew. So we didn't take any money out for a long time. Wow. I remember going to CBGB's and uh, our sound man would be eating dinner and I couldn't afford to buy a drink. Damn. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Seriously. But I mean, how much was you guys spending on them shows that you guys were doing? Oh, because, tons. We, we spent yeah. everything. Like <laughs> I said, we put we poured every dollar back into the shows, especially when you know we were blowing up cars and things like that. Yeah, because you would need one pretty much in every city. Right, right. Yeah. It was, it was an expensive uh operation. So what do you think, do you think you would have been able to save more money had you cut back a little bit on blowing up cars or? <laughs> well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the same. I mean, you know, that, that was, yeah. that was it, you know, that's what brought the people in. That's true. That's true. And it was also, you know, it was showing you know, anti-materialism. You know, it's just an object. The car is just an object. The guitar is just an object, really. You know, that's all it is. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now. Okay, say you guys were still playing right now. Do you think you'd still be able to do those kind of shows right now? No, I don't think so. Because, <laughs> because it's, you know, after the uh, after the uh, tragedy in Providence, Rhode Island, where they yeah. had the fire and, you know, all those people were horribly killed. Uh, the industry has changed completely. So you can't use the flame cannons like we used to use, or you can't blow things up. And it's so tight. It's so tight. It's really hard to do. They're taking all the fun out of it. Right. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's why you, you see some of the other shows and they're great, but it's like the shows back then they won't do them. Everybody's always afraid of shit. Mm -hmm. you no, know, that's what I don't get. Like, <laughs> I know I got one question I do when I ask. <clears throat> okay. Now that I know that you and my cinematographer are related, I heard the news. What is one of the craziest things you two have done? <laughs> craziest things we've done? Craziest things you guys have done. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's a good, good question. I mean, when I'm we calling were you out, Gibbons. <laughs> when we were kids, we used to get into all kinds of trouble, you know, with my, uh, we'd go stay at my grandmother's house in Fountain in South Carolina, and then he'd come up from uh, Pascagoula and stay, stay there and would climb the trees next door and get into all kinds of trouble. <laughs> oh, he's told me some shit that he's done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i've heard the stories <laughs> some of them he didn't go into them about you though <laughs> so i'm kind of curious like huh what do you guys what do you guys been up to what would you guys do <laughs> yeah we always had a good time so out of the two of you 
which one's the crazier cousin? <laughs> oh, probably me. I'm, I'm no doubt. He, you don't he, think he's running a race with you at all? Well, I'm sure he's quite uh, a little <laughs> bit behind me, but I'm a little older, so I have a little a few more years on him of craziness. <laughs> that is so funny. So you're not a, you're not going to give me the dirt. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not going to call him out like that. <laughs> it's okay. I'll call you afterwards, Given. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> so how do you know Michael? Um, He's actually the cinematographer on my movie. Oh, that is that right? Mm -hmm. The Shattered Dreams movie. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I talked to him for a while. Um, Come to find out, it was kind of weird because when I first got into this industry years ago, I'd taken one of his act. Well, I didn't take it in person, but he did an online mm -hmm. acting thing, mm -hmm. like a class. And I sat in for it and it was supposed to be like an hour and a half. And I still mess with them over this, but it was three hours. And <laughs> all I know is my kids, they were sitting there like, are you freaking done yet? Are you freaking done yet? I'm like, I am not going to freaking hang this up until he's done talking. <laughs> and then what was funny was not even, I think it might've been a year and a half later we had the first conversation um it's when the movie was first you know we were writing it and all of that and i went ahead and brought him in i was like you know i told him about the story he was interested and i told him i was like you know i ended up i took one of your classes you know he's like you did i'm like yeah i did well i sat in on it whatever you know same thing and um then ever since then we've just been friends <laughs> me his wife the baby <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> little Gigi, <laughs> but i talked to them probably every other day yeah cool yeah and then when i said he had mentioned you you know how it is when you get busy you know you're mm -hmm. doing fifty thousand things and you forget you know i could tell myself to do something right now and i guarantee 12 o'clock tonight i'm not going to remember mm -hmm. just because like you said it's those hours not enough hours in the day I'm right dead. right so much yeah. going on yeah, but he did. He told me some stories that he's done <laughs> in L.A. <laughs> I'm like, man, oh, man, it's so wondering you didn't get arrested. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool. I love people like that. I can't stand the people who are more like high up the I'm better than you are. Mm -hmm. attitude. Right, right. I can't stand yeah. that type of attitude. Diva can't stand it. Mm -hmm. I'm more of the, I grew up with eight brothers. Wow. Does that tell you anything? <laughs> yeah. That's why you're a tough cookie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've done some crazy shit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there was times we went four willing. Oh my God. In a school. <laughs> you know, this was years ago. I'm going to tell myself we jumped school buses and stuff. That's why I thought it was really cool when he had told me about the, the bus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, how we used to jump them on dirt bikes. We ride and jump them. And I asked, I was like, was she ever a stunt person? Because no, to do that. She did all her own stunts. She did a video where she uh, was in a plane or she was in a car driving uh, towards a cliff. A plane came by with the ladder. She got on the ladder, climbed up into the plane. The car went off the cliff. And she did all her own stunts. Wow. I remember when we were filming out in the desert, watching her on the roof of the bus. So just watching it like, uh, well, there's our career right there. If anything happens to her. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, I just. 
I couldn't imagine because one second you miss and that's it. Right. And like she was fearless and she wanted to try everything, do everything, you know, live life to the fullest. And that's the way she did. That's she's the way wrestled, she's wrestled alligators. And... That's the one thing I don't think I do. <laughs> I probably she wants, crazy. She shit. once uh, was in, in Manhattan jogging and there was a uh, Miss Universe contest going on. She just walked in off the street and took second place. So that wow. shows you how, how, how good she was. She worked out every day. She, you know. Like I said, jogged five or six miles all the time. She had a headphones on and a Walkman practicing the songs for the set. Wrestling Gators. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, I'm down with the other crazy shit, but you don't mess with an animal (laughs) (laughs) that's going to literally crush you (laughs) if it gets you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'll pass on that one. That is crazy, I swear. So your kids, they know, you know, they got to meet her, right, and hang out with her also. No, no, they didn't. No, she she passed away uh, just just after my daughter was born. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of sad. That is sad. Mm -hmm. I am sorry for your loss on that. I know what it's like. (laughs) I mean, I lost two people this year. Um. I lost my brother in February and then I lost my nephew in August. Oh, sorry. So, I mean, it's, I know how that is when you're close with somebody, especially somebody, you know, when you're touring, that's family, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a band, that's family. You guys fight, you make up, you know, it's family. Right. right. One of the drummers we played with passed away this year. Wow. It was kind of sad. The shitty year, man. I'm almost over. Go on to the next one. Right. There you go. Next year will be better. Yeah. All you keep in your head right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as far what got you started, you know, coming on people's podcasts? Well, I started being uh, active on Twitter and uh, people started contacting me and asking me if I'd uh, do their podcasts. And uh, I said, sure. On Twitter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I get on there. I have an account. But I don't really get on there too much. Every once in a while, I remember to jump over there and share something. Mm-hmm. But Instagram, that's another one. I'll post something every once in a while. But I kind of keep it between, you know, the professional platforms and then like Facebook. I've got the different groups and stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But it's just there are so many platforms. It's just so freaking hard to keep up with all of it. Right. And- I don't, uh, I don't like Facebook. I think that's a little too intrusive. Uh, but yeah. Twitter, Twitter. I like, you know, it's, it's really cool. I've met a lot of people on there. And like I said, I've uh, had a lot of contacts and got a lot of uh, podcasts from that. In fact, I recently did one that uh, just posted called nothing's shocking. Nothing shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it shocking? <laughs> Uh, no, nothing shocking. <laughs> you know what I don't like about Twitter? I think Twitter would be cool, but the one thing I cannot stand about Twitter is you can only type so much. Oh, right. Just a yeah. little bit, uh-huh. and then they take it all away. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the hell, man? You know, well, I- that, that makes you focus your thoughts a little more clearer and get right to the point. That just pisses me off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because what if i have a little bit more to say than the 300 little characters or whatever they give you (laughs) now then you have to go to the direct message and uh... 
Oh my goodness. Elon Musk, you own that company. Change that shit. Yeah, he's pretty much running it into the ground, but uh it's fun while it's while it's lasting. Yeah, I mean, I think if there were a couple things on a couple different platforms, you know, like my mom, she's 73 and it took her forever to learn uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then they go and up and change it, you know, to where you got to bounce back and forth between all these different pages and she's going to have to relearn it all. <laughs> and I've been I've been exposed to a lot of a lot of new music on uh, Twitter and uh, wow. So uh, yeah, I really I really enjoy it. They've it's kind really- of addicting though, you know. Is it? See, yeah. that's how it is with Facebook sometimes. For me, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I guess because it's easier to operate, that's probably why I like it a little bit, you know. But I don't know. I'll have to play on there and see. <laughs> <laughs> play around, see what I can learn. <laughs> <laughs> music, where the hell are they hiding all the music at on Twitter? Well, they people post it. Okay. You know, they post songs and things on there. Then I'm in the wrong damn groups. all i keep getting are these people that keep bugging me always trying to sell me shit oh yeah that too but i've I've got a lot of good stuff off of there really surprisingly enough yeah see i don't i don't trust if i can't have a conversation with somebody or Mm -hmm. they can't actually like pick up the phone then i'm not going to trust to pay some of these people for the services that they keep approaching me with because (laughs) i don't trust that easy you know, mm-hmm. so I have a little issue with that. You know, <laughs> Most, mostly merchandise, not uh, not so uh, much services. But uh. yeah, there you go. See, I don't merchandise. Yeah, I get. Mm-hmm. You know? But the other stuff, I just I don't know because you never know if they're gonna hack you or what the hell is gonna go on. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. Right these days, can't be too careful. No. Nope, and I try to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. So, when you um, when are you gonna go and visit your cousin? You gonna go down that way? Because we're probably gonna be filming in Atlanta. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't get out that much due to my uh, work schedule. I just uh, don't have that much time. I'd like to. I've been meaning to go see him and his brother sometime, or there head back down to the south. But I haven't been down there in years. I haven't seen him in a number of years. So where are you living at? I live in the Detroit suburbs. Oh, you're not far. You're not far from me. Where are you? Ohio, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati, yeah. You're four Mm -hmm. hours away. Yeah, that's not too far. No. You guys got snow up there yet? Uh, No, it's raining now. We've had had snow, a little just dusting last week, but uh, now we're getting rain, light showers. Was it a little warmer up there? A little bit, a little bit. We're in the uh, upper 40s right now. Supposed to get near 50 sometime this week. Yeah, it's weird. The weather's been mm-hmm. acting weird. Michigan, I mean, it gets so cold up there. My mom lived in Wisconsin for a little bit, and I dreaded going mm-hmm. there to visit. In July, I was freezing my ass off at that big music festival they have in Milwaukee. Uh-huh. I was freezing my ass off. I told her, I was like, I got to go. When you move to Florida, call me. <laughs> I'll go there. But I am not coming back up here. You're going to have to come down there. And the weather is so bipolar. But here, we're kind of in the middle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As far as weather-wise, anyway. But there, I don't know if I'd make it, man. 
<laughs> I like the change of seasons. You know, I can I can do without some of the cold winters. I don't mind the cold too much and the snow I kind of like, but uh, the wind, when the cold wind blows, I don't like that at all. From the lakes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Great Lakes. It is pretty, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very nice. That's the one thing I can say. I mean, so how long have you been in Detroit? Uh, since 86. Oh, so you, you've lived there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, wow. pretty much. Yeah. There you go. I actually took a break from the band because uh, we were, Wendy had gone to St. Louis to, to do the Rocky Horror Picture, or picture Show, a musical. So uh, we were kind of taking a hiatus and practicing, writing songs, and I was just kind of getting disillusioned with the whole thing and uh, i just needed a break so i stepped away from the band yeah and they toured without me for about a year and then i went back and started uh working as associate producer on the next record and then they said well you want to play a little guitar on i said okay and one thing led to another <laughs> i wrote songs for it and then i rejoined the band for the you're duration. back <laughs> yeah uh -huh. it's kind of freddie murky situation right there <laughs> I swear it when I wa I did have you seen that movie, The Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh yeah, that was, that was a great movie. Yeah. Where he leaves and then comes back mm -hmm. is that last scene, you know. I really wanted to see them. Really. And mm -hmm. I think my sister was lucky enough to go and see them back then. Oh, really? Yeah, I never saw them. I, I really wanted to see them. I'm kind of disappointed. So I kind of think when I'm watching that movie, that that last scene. The mm -hmm. show, it's almost like you're there. So I'll crank the shit up, you know, <laughs> like <I'm there. laughs> I can dig it, you know, uh -huh. right. <laughs> things I do. I entertain myself, man. <laughs> you know, when you don't have much of a life outside of working every single day, you got to do something to entertain mm -hmm. yourself. You know, right. you, know, you blew mm -hmm. up cars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what, that's funny. No, we'll, um, well, when you do go down there, I'll have to make a trip down there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Seriously. Uh -huh. be cool. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be fun. So you got your guitar by you? Uh, sure. I got all kinds of guitars by me. You know, I got to make you play a little something. <laughs> I got a room for Is that a Gibson? Yeah. Yeah. Gibson the SG Modern. It's pretty. Oh, thanks. I love guitars, man. I actually got to buy my daughter one. She's taking it uh, guitar this year. Mm -hmm. So I'll be buying her one. So you got to play something. <laughs> no, no, no nothing, I'm nothing just kidding. I won't make you. I won't make you. I'm not that type of person. <laughs> but you go to YouTube and search uh, Bloody Mess Wax Fruit and you can you can hear me. There you go. And I will do that. And I'm going to add that link and the other link that you were just talking about. I'm going to put both of those. You can just text them to me. That way, right. have them correct. And then put this on the page because lucky me, I'll be editing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll get it all in there. All right. But I do want to thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you fun. for having me. I enjoyed talking to you. I love people. Like, I really do. You know, mm -hmm. people down to earth, cool, laid back. Mm -hmm. Those are my types, you know. Just normal people. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's normal, you know. Even the biggest stars, they're just people. I mean, even the guys in Kiss, they're just people. To me, they were just another band. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, some some of them act like that, but they are normal people, but there are people up there with 
you know, I am above thee and well, that's that's Gene and Paul, but uh really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Paul? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. But the rest of the band was really cool. I mean, and they were <laughs> they were okay. I mean, you know. <clears throat> Tell man, y'all gotta calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, seriously, for coming on. I do appreciate that. Oh, you're quite welcome. And yep. thank you. And to everybody watching. See you next time. Bye.